there, my podcast listening peeps. Welcome back to another episode of the Stabbed Ego Project, where every single week, ego, oh, terrible start, ego, enlightenment, and other cool shit. Uh, thank you so much for coming back. If it's your first time listening, I appreciate you coming to suss me out and investing your time and opening your mind, further opening your mind into, into your personal, spiritual, and emotional development. That's what I hope to do anyway. So uh, this week's episode... Uh, a couple of lessons learned, firstly, throughout this week, which sort of sums up again uh, what happens throughout this episode. I have a bit of a confession to make. I was checking out my review, one of my reviews on, on iTunes, and a lady was saying, I can't remember who it was, saying, look, I listened to your episode a few weeks ago and about dropping coffee, and I had and I've, and I've quit coffee, and I, I feel great. And I was like, great, perfect, how good's that? I so I had an episode. I think it was about three weeks ago, where I was talking about how I was giving up coffee to just get back to feeling me without being caffeinated or without being under the influence of a stimulant, whatever. So I was about ten days in and feeling great, feeling on top of the world, getting back to me, my meditating, getting really deep into my spirituality. And I went away with my parents and my dad. I was with my dad, and to connect with my dad, I broke and I had a coffee. And since then, I was having a few coffees here and there, and now I'm back off the coffee. So a confession to make is I broke, and I had a coffee, and a few coffees after that. So what I'm getting at with this, so often, you know, I've, when there's when there's big goals in our life and when, when I have to be disciplined and when all these certain things, you know, I, I can be an extremist. Okay, and I can really dig deep, and I and I don't go outside of what I'm, what I'm, what I'm looking for. However, sometimes I can I can go the other way and, and be pretty fluid. So what I'm getting at is, I don't let my belief systems get in the way of my mental peace. Okay, so we we I've got some big I've got some belief systems in that are. Uh, some new ones that I've that I've taken on board uh, a lot a lot around my spirituality, a lot around my health, my personal development, and even my food. Okay, so I've got these certain beliefs around around my health and my uh, and who I am now. However, I'm I'm not. However, I don't let these these beliefs get in the way of my mental my mental health and my mental peace. We, often we can have beliefs in our life. So, for an example. I've got a. I'm. I eat. I eat vegan, so I, I eat plant based. I don't have any animal products, no meat, no whatever. And it's been about three years. However, during that time, there's t- there's been times where where I've slipped up. There's been times where if I'm at a dinner party, if I'm out on a date, I was out on a date it was last year, early last year, and we went to a fine dining restaurant, and there was no there was no options there. No, no vegan options at this fine dining restaurant, which which you know blew my mind because it, a lot of them have it. So what did I do? I had there was there was a, a salmon laksa, so I had there was some some salmon that was in a laksa, so I had that. Right, I'm a, I'm out on a date. I don't want you know I, I've, I've I didn't want to not ruin the moment, but I didn't want to just create a fuss. So I had it, and and I and I there was no angst behind it. There was no oh I should I shouldn't have done that. I know it, it it goes against my belief systems. It does. However, a lot of things. Sometimes we get so stuck in these belief systems or so stuck in, in a certain way that, that going outside of that and we think it's a failure and we think that, that what and, and then we just drop the ball totally on our belief systems and we and we get and we get down and we get angry about ourselves and we and we live in angst. Right? No there's no amount of belief systems that should there's there's no a belief system's meant to improve your life. 
something that you believe in, in yourself should, should be improving your life. It shouldn't be causing angst. As soon as it's causing angst, that's going against what you, what you really want. That's going against the result that you want. Right, so this coffee, the coffee as well, back to the coffee, you know, I wanted to stay clean and, and not have coffee, but I broke and I was with my dad and, and then I started having it, but now I'm back off it again, but I don't get down on myself. We, don't, get, don't get me wrong, like I said, if there's big goals that I have to achieve and I have to be disciplined and I have to be structured, I fucking nail it, right? But if, if it's a little thing like, even like if, if, if it's a little thing that, that goes against my beliefs or get, and, and some people might call me a hypocrite or you're supposed to do this or you, you're going against yourself, what are you, all this sort of stuff. No, 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 my mental health is my priority. Not staying true and staying, staying solid in, as you know, this brick wall against any other possibilities. I don't close my, stay close-minded to anything. To anything, I'm always looking at other people's perspective, other people's beliefs, other people, and even even talk, uh, calling myself out of my own bullshit and going outside my own beliefs just to experiment a little bit. Right? I don't stay stay stuck in in, in my mind made beliefs in, in something that's that's going to affect my happiness or f- affect my peace of mind. Even if I'm out with my family, right, and I'm at a, at a dinner party with my mom or, or all this sort of stuff, and if there's if I find out there's a bit of cream in my food, I don't, I'm not going to chuck a fuss. I'm not going to ruin the moment. Some vegans might say, "Oh, you're you're you know you're you're a sellout." Or I don't give a shit because I've seen I've seen just as in, I've seen uh, other people, other plant eaters and stuff. If if there's something, if then all of a sudden there's this big commotion, they're angry. I'm not having that, and, and, and there's this stress and anxiety that they that they live in, and this anger. What's the point? It goes against what you're out. If again, if, if a belief system is going is causing you angst or causing you stress or causing going against your mental health, what's the point? So, I sold out and had coffee. <laughs> now I'm back off the coffee again, right? So, I, I like I said, I go I, sometimes. Shit happens. Shit happens, but I don't let it get my, get me down. I just get back on track. You can do it with your health. You can do it with your, your spirituality. You can do it with whatever it is. We all stuff up, right? We all stuff up. We all make mistakes. But being stuck in that stuff up and keep reliving it, poor me, or fuck, why don't I do this, whatever, then it's just going to continue. Drop the shit, move on. If it means that you have to get back on track with your beliefs, do so. If it means that maybe, okay, we need to evaluate things. Is this something I really want in my life? Evaluate it, right? Become an observer. Check out what you really want in your life and observe your own bullshit especially. Cool. Now moving on from the coffee. Gosh, after hearing that, it would sound like I had 10 coffees. (laughs) Coffee free. I'm back off coffee. Anyways, moving on. I speaking of coffee. <laughs> so last week when I was in Brisbane, I do I I, I do my writing in, in a cafe, do a lot of my reading, and I'm sitting in this cafe, and I often see this guy come in. Uh, he, he's a parent. He comes in with his kids, and he's always wearing his soccer gear, and he comes in, and I sort of you know after a while, seeing the same people, he sort of just wave whatever, and he come come over and sat with me the other day and just sat down and. Uh, he was waiting for his takeaway coffee, and just I was just chatting with him, and he sat down. I said, "So what, what's going on today?" He goes, oh, "I've got the kids' soccer. Oh, cool." He's and he's he was actually the coach of the soccer team. So okay, great. He goes, "What do you get up to?" I said, "Oh, just going up uh, and down the Sydney." He goes, "Oh, what for?" And I said, "Oh, I've, uh, I'm a speaker. I, I, I speak at primary schools, high schools, you know, prisons." He goes, "Really? What, what do you speak about?" I t- gave him a bit of a brief outline. He goes, "Oh man, maybe you can help me." <laughs> I said, "What? What's up?" <laughs> he goes, "My my kids, the the kids are the coaches. So they're they're all. He goes, they're they're great kids. They're high achievers. They win every game. And he goes, but the last the last two weeks, the last two weeks, they they 
they've they've lost they've lost two weeks in a row. Like they've they've been undefeated. They lost two weeks in a row. Now they, they, he can't even get them training properly, and uh, they're 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 walking around slumped down, and their heads are down, and they're out. During the game, if the other team scores a goal, they just totally give up. He goes, what's, I just don't understand what's, what's happened. Like, what's going on? And I said, oh, okay, cool. I said, so you guys have won, won the comp and all this sort of thing. He goes, yeah, we're, they're, these guys are the, the, best, the best team. They've always been known as the best team. But these last two weeks, they've, they've played terribly and, they've, they've, been, and they've, they've been sad. Some of them are even crying after the game. And, okay, cool. So... What you just told me then, so these guys are known as the best team. Do they obviously they obviously know this, right? It's like, yeah, that's right, that's right. And do, does do all the parents, all the te- or everybody else uh, know these kids as the, you know the best team? That's right. And okay, cool. So what what I did is I, I broke it down for him and I told him and I explained during my talks how I sp- and uh, this relates to anything how I speak about you know obviously the ego. And this false identity, and who we think we are, and who we think we become, and this this happens on on big scales, small scales, schools, uh, sporting teams, job roles, people, whatever it is, it happens on 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 every on every level. So what I'm getting at here is, so I gave him the example of kids at school, whether uh, with 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 labels, and when when a kid's labeled with something, or when they get this, when other people get a belief about them, and then they take this belief on about themselves. So. Even at a school, so I gave him a bit of an example. First or first off, is that you know a kid might get labelled the you know a dumb like a kid dumb like uh, stupid or whatever it is, not good at maths or whatever, right? So they get labelled this dumb kid, and then all of a sudden you know their their confidence drops, so they stop trying. Right, so they they think they're dumb, then they make more mistakes, then they're looking at people in the eyes, and that this social awkwardness starts coming in because of this self doubt. So that's a negative label that causes obviously a negative effect. However, the opposite, a positive label also has the same, or can have the same effect. Right, so it's using the same example of the dumb. So the kid might get called, okay, the smartest kid in class. Right, so, okay, then they get labeled this smartest kid. So I'm, I'm, I'm the smartest kid. So, and, uh, and then there's this pressure. Right, this is their false identity, is pressure. And these, this expectation and this stress Right, and that they place on themselves, and 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 obviously by default through parents and through teachers and through other people, because they 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 even if they're you know obviously not labeling or even if they're uh, acknowledging and commend and going you doing you know you you know you even a slight little comment so it's, uh, a teacher might say to the parent you know he's their best in class we're so proud of him something like that. And okay, okay, and then you know, obviously, we're trying to boost our kids' confidence, right? But if someone's being labeled the best in class or whatever it is, and then they overhear that, right, and they see that their parents or their their teachers are are happy with the with their result, right, and then they think in, in automatically inside their heads, okay, but if I don't get if I now if if I get beat in a test, or if I don't score hundred percent or even ninety percent or something like that, then okay, what's the opposite of these guys being happy? Then if I'm not succeeding, then they're going to be sad. Then all of a sudden, my whole identity is a failure because all I am is this smart kid. All I am is this high achiever. Right, so positive label, negative effect. Positive label, negative effect. Because again, it's uh, somebody living up to a false identity, a false label. Right, because when, Whenever we're living up to a false identity, whether it's positive or negative, 
internally our soul suffers because we're not being ourselves, right? But don't get me wrong. We all have, we can all have these certain labels and these certain job roles as long as our true self's shining through, as long as we're still being ourselves. But if we're getting pressured to live up to other people's expectations, we're not being ourselves, right? And so then, like I said, if, if the kid obviously drops a few marks or whatever, then their whole identity is a failure because that's all they are. They, they, they think they're their marks, so I was, as I was, I'm telling this story to the guy, I could see his, his mind ticking over, and understanding that these these kids have have probably been pressured. They have, you know, the top achievers. They're undefeated. They score all these goals. Each player's been scouted or whatever. They, they're just kids, right? But there were there's some talk already about them playing overseas or whatever, right? And and okay, that's their identity. It's these kids' identity, kids, by the way, kids' identity as this successful high achiever in this sporting game on the weekend, <laughs> right? And guess what happens? Their whole week is set up for this because, again, they're at training. Everyone's talking about it. It's footy season. Their whole identity. Then after they win their game, they're getting celebrated. They're getting lifted up. Men of the match. Here we go. We're going to win the comp this year. And, and it's this whole identity. Right, and I could, see, and as I'm speaking to this guy about it again, I could see his mind ticking over. And he goes, "Yeah, oh, I realized this like after two weeks ago. You know, two weeks that you know they weren't really having fun anymore. That they were, it was just a bit. So, so what we did at training, I met, uh, we we just played all games, and they had a really good time. They had all fun, and 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 but then on the weekend again, they lost. They, they the same thing happened. I said, it's great that you. I said, it's that's one training session out of a lifetime of conditioning." Right, one training session, one little training session, okay, that we're going to have fun now. Let's have fun now because, you know, it hasn't been working the other way. Well, it has because they're successful, right? But all of a sudden that shit's falling apart. One little training session isn't going to fix a lifetime of uh, lifetime of conditioning. Uh, one training session of fun isn't going to reduce the stress because, again, it's deeply ingrained condition, deeply ingrained conditioning. So what's what's the solution? I don't know. It's, it's, it's an ongoing commitment to putting in these kids' minds that the result doesn't matter. I know, easier said than done because we want pe- people to achieve great things for 100%. Right? I'm all for, for high achieving. I'm all for that. But mostly what I'm about is mental health. I'm for people kicking ass in life, in business, in sports, whatever, but my priority is mental health. Right? And if an outcome of a game is affecting the mental health, what's the fucking point? Right, so... Again, one little one little training session is gonna. It's a it's a commitment to that. It's a commitment to getting these kids back to who they are as an individual. As long as they're training hard, as long as they're they're playing well, as as long as they're, they're you know their their main outcome is to to go out there. Obviously, they want to win, hundred percent, right? For sure, you want to win the game. What's the again? What's the point of playing? You want to win the game, right? But the the pro, the priority, the lead up to it, should be about them. You know, obviously, watch your language around the kids. Watch the, about, you know, you're the best. You're the, you guys are the high achievers. What's going on now? That you, what's going on? And now, all of a sudden, there's this shift in energy where all the parents, all the, all the, the, the coaches and stuff like that are, are walking around them. The kids, kids are intuitive. They can pick up on energies, and all of a sudden, they can feel this, this, this uh, disappointment, or this, oh, this, this, yeah, disappointment. Uh, they're a bit sad. They're a bit, a bit worried, and the kids pick up on that. And then they go out with every intention of, of playing well, but then one little thing that goes wrong throughout the game, oh shit, here we go again. What's going on with us? We we're, were, were the best. Now my whole, whole identity is a failure. And he's like, so what should I do? I said, well, again, it's, it's, not, it's not one training session. It's just, it's really getting, getting, 
into these kids' minds about the result isn't 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 the isn't get, whether you win, lose, draw, whatever it is, it doesn't make you a better person or a worse person. Every single one of you are good kids. Every single one of you are are good kids, are beautiful people, are beautiful souls. Let's start working on that, guys. Being yourselves. Right? These guys losing, these guys losing the comp, these guys is is going to be the most humbling experience of their lives. Big lessons learned. Shit goes wrong in life. And for these guys to continue winning, continue winning, continue winning, right? Uh, a loss again is, is a is a complete uh, a complete detachment from who they think they are, which is a beautiful experience. Hard, no doubt. Hard, no doubt. But it's it's the language behind the the their parents and the coaches that's going to sum up the result from that, whether it's going to be a positive experience in the long run or whether it's going to get these kids falling down into into being down or, or not being able to lose or or hating the sport or moving away from it. So it comes down to the to the attitude behind the loss. It comes down to the attitude behind these kids' experience in, in losing. Now, pressure's big, pressure, and, and especially if, if the kid's a high achiever, right, and, and they are a great player. Right, but who cares? Like, I know parents want their kids to, to succeed in, in life and stuff like that for sure. But again, what's the point if it's affecting their mental health? What's the what's the point if it's affecting connection with their with their parents? Because if a kid's feeling pressure, they're getting further and further disconnected from your parents, from the coaches, from life, and from the sport. They're not going to enjoy it. The kids once. I'm going to continue. So it, it comes back to us as well, as. As as adults, or some of you got some of you young people that are listening to this as well, right? What have you labelled yourself? Even a positive label, like I said, positive label, negative effect because you're not being yourself. What are some of these labels? Going back to going back to a sport. So, a really cool story here, and and a huge example of this. So when I when I gave up, stop stop boxing and started my my personal training and my my gym. So after it was about three, four years I was out of boxing, and people at my the gym that I that I owned had heard about me, me being this fighter, the boxer, and there were you know I still had even after getting rid of this macho image of my past of of you know I was this fighter, I was this this gang leader and all this sort of I still the boxing for me was like sort of a way of still holding on to that label without the negative side effects, right? Still still known as this tough guy, but still a nice tough guy. Right, but after giving up the boxing, then then with the gym, everyone had still heard, you know, you, oh, and I'd I'd hit the bag sometimes, and up up at the gym, and people were like, oh wow, I'd love to see you fight, and you know, I heard you went really well, all these all my gym members and my new friends, and so I'm like, oh, I should fight again, you know, I'm going to come back and have a fight, so I did, I, I dug deep for what was it, four or five months, so I dug deep, started training, lost some weight. Got my fit, look, my sprints, my strength and conditioning, my sparring, and I'm back, right? And all my gym members have got tickets for the for the fight, and I couldn't wait to for them to come to see me slaughter an opponent, and then they could really see what I'm about. After all this talk of me being this fighter, so they rock up, and and the the night of the fight, you know, it just felt a little bit different. I it had been a few years, and I'm like, and you know, inside I'm like. Am I doing this for me or am I doing this? And I was like, because I'd progressed big time since the, the person of the past and I'd become observant of my actions and my thoughts. And I was sort of like, okay, what am I doing here? <laughs> what the fuck am I fighting again? And, you know, the guy I was fighting, I, I knew him from the past as well, actually, from 
and and I'm like, what like, what am I even doing? You know, but don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm there to fight. And I was warming up, and even as I was warming up, I felt a bit out of breath, and I'm like, shit, what's going on? And in my head, I'm going, I was, I was, I was, I was in my head, I'm again observing my thoughts. I'm, I'm, I was like, I was talking myself out of it. I'm like, you're gonna get beat in front of everyone. And I'm like, what the? F-? And then I'm going against my thoughts. So you, you sort of have this battle as a fighter as well, like this, this battle of have you trained hard enough, whatever. So I went out. And and fought and I didn't and I fought terribly. I didn't fight the best and it was a draw. But he won on on countback, so so I got beat. You know, and I didn't I, 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 I fought terribly. I didn't fight anywhere near my ability. And and all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit! I'm, I walk out of the ring. I'm thinking, oh, all my members are here. All these people and I felt so embarrassed. I felt like this fraud. And people were coming up, man, you went well. And and I was just like, Ugh. I could have spewed it, right. And I was just like, fuck. And I walked back in the dressing room and I. I was singing there, and my dad comes in, mate. You did well, mate. You know you do it, and and <laughs> we're having a chat. And I didn't want to walk out and see everybody. You know, I felt like this complete dud. And I, but eventually I walk out, and you know a lot of them they didn't even care, mate. You were oh, so proud of you, all this sort of stuff, and and then I left there, and I was driving home, and I felt sick, like I was like, and I could, and um. People were commenting on my thing, mate. You went well, and then other people, mate. I saw your fight tonight. All these people that I, that I, was trying to impress, really, you know. And I was like, far out, no. And I, and I honestly, I felt sick. And for weeks, to be honest, I couldn't sleep. I'm staring at the ceiling, and I was like, my whole again, my whole identity as this fighter, my, my past. I was like, why did I come back? I still had that identity. Why did I come back and fight? Why did I do it? I should have just should have just stopped fighting, and everyone would have still known me as this fighter. Now that everyone knows that I'm I'm not a fighter, and then oh, I had this like boom, this moment, I'm laying in bed just staring at the ceiling. And I was like, wow, this like rush of moment. And I'm like, that that. You know, again, observing my thoughts, observing my feelings. I'm like, wow, that moment right there, that, that oh, why did I even fight? I should have just held on. I shouldn't have fought, and everyone would have still known me as that fighter. But me coming back and fighting and getting beat in front of everyone was an explosion of ego that just had to, it was needed. That thing there was needed for me to deteriorate and for me to take a step back from this macho bullshit. This fighter guy, this guy that knocks people out, right? This ego, it had to get, it was torn away. And what was left? Me. Me. The person that people like away from the fighter, the person that, that is this, this, this humble, well, I wouldn't say humble at times, <laughs> this person that, that, that likes helping people, not knocking people out, this person that isn't a fighter, right? And, and it was this big, awakening for me that fight was needed for me to get rid of that label that loss was needed for me to get rid of this this winner fighter guy and it was a humbling experience for me and i took a step away from the boxing and i was just like okay wow like i could like at the start it was like i said it was really tough but now it was just this stripping away of ego this stripping away of this false identity and again what was left was me and it was a beautiful experience the loss was needed so, what was and and life continues to get better, and I I continue to get rid of c- certain old labels of myself, 
right and it's and you know what it's it's one when you do that it, it's a it's a sigh of relief at the start it's hard like oh i'm on this person i'm that i'm that i'm that I'm, oh, i can't live up to this person but it's a relief because you don't have to live up to this false identity anymore this false person this stress this pressure you can just be yourself and it was, it's beautiful so what do you have to lose in your life what false identity are you trying to live up to? What labels, expectations, pressure, stress? What is it? We all have these labels. Every single one of us do. And every single one of us is being affected by them, being stressed by them, being doubtful about ourselves, uh, <laughs> living a certain way, wearing certain clothes. What are some of these labels that you have to totally go against and, or not even go against, just release and start being yourself? What is it? Have a look at some of these labels. They might even be a positive one. And then again, on the inside, that's stress. What are they? The positive ones generally are the worst, to be honest. Right? Because it's a false mask, a false identity. Drop the ego, drop the masks, be yourself. Be an observer of your bullshit. Learn some lessons. Even now, guys, there's certain labels that still pop up as adults, new ones that we, we pick up. I don't know if I've spoken about this in another episode or if I spoke about it, because I speak about it at parent nights and stuff like that. But I I spoke at a, a principal's forum in, in Queensland. I think it was in Queensland. And there was all police officers there and people from Darwin came down and it was this big event and... After my talk, this sort of old school police officer comes over. He goes, Luke, I, I picked up something tonight, a label that I've been living up to and it's really affected my... And he was sort of this old school guy. And the youth liaison officer comes over and she's sort of freaking out that this guy's about to open up to me. He goes, look, I, a label that I've been living up to for the past 30 years is lock him up Charlie. I said, oh, tell me a bit about that. What do you mean? Earlier on, early on in his career, in his early 20s, you know, there was kids around his local area that were like lighting bins on fire, causing a bit of mischief. And one day he just snapped, grabbed them and threw them in a cell and locked them up and got and, and had them charged. And where he could have given them a, a warning, got their parents in, whatever, now he got them charged. And from that day, all the kids, all the other police officers, the parents, the people in the local area, nicknamed him Lock Em Up Charlie. So guess what he's been doing these past 30 years? Right. Anytime somebody, could, a kid or whatever, could be given a warning, now he grab him and chuck him in the cell, living up to his label, living up to this identity, right? this false identity. Think of the lives that label's affected. Huge. Right. And, um, in my head, I'm like, great. You know, it's great you realize that. Now stop locking up, you prick. <laughs> yeah, and just becoming aware of that. Hopefully he's, he's started dropping that. I don't even know if he's still, if he's still a police officer. He's sort of maybe retired now. Right? But again, be careful of these labels that you, these new ones that you're picking up, these new stresses, these new pressures, these new, this new identity. You know, reinvent yourself for sure. Reinvent yourself or be, like start a new job, start a new career, whatever it is, reinvent yourself on the outside if, if, if that's what you have to do. But still maintain being yourself, okay? Don't feel stressed to live up to this person. Don't feel pressured Right, be yourselves. Be an observer of your labels. Detach from them. Let your true self shine through, guys. Thank you so much again for listening to this week's episode of the Stab Digger Project. Um, the my episodes are growing, which is really cool. I, I love that. Thank you so much. And and I'm, 
my book as well, the Stab, uh, it's not the Stabbed Ego Project, <laughs> that's what my podcast is called, Stabbed Ego, A Thug's Journey to Enlightenment. You can grab it from my website. It was bestseller, Amazon, Mental Health Depression, Spiritual Self-Help. Uh, spread the love, jump on your stories, share my, share the, the podcast. Uh, most importantly, guys, share the love. Thank you so much again for listening. Peace out.